Act Four of Pericles, Prince of Tyre, by William Shakespeare. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Four, Prologue. Enter Gower. Imagine Pericles arrived at Tyre, welcomed and settled to his own desire his woeful queen we leave at ephesus unto diana there a votaress now to marina bend your mind whom our fast-growing scene must find at tarsus and by cleon trained in music letters who hath gained of education all the grace which makes her both the heart and place of general wonder but alack that monster envy aft the rack of earned praise marina's life seeks to take off by treason's knife and in this kind hath our cleon one daughter and a wench full grown even ripe for marriage right this maid hight philoten and it is said for certain in our story she would ever with marina be be it when she weaved the slided silk with fingers long small white as milk or when she would with sharp needle wound the cambric which she made more sound by hurt in it or when to the lute she sung and made the night-bird mute that still records with moan or when she would with rich and constant pen veil to her mistress diane still this philoten contends in skill with absolute marina so with the dove of paphos might the crow by feathers white marina gets all praises which are paid as debts and not as given this so darks in philoten all graceful marks that cleon's wife with envy rare a present murderer does prepare for good marina that her daughter might stand peerless by this slaughter the sooner her vile thoughts to stead like corrida our nurse is dead and cursed dionysa hath the pregnant instrument of wrath pressed for this blow the unborn event i do commend to your content only i carry winged time post on the lame feet of my rhyme which never could i so convey unless your thoughts went on my way dionysa does appear with leonine a murderer exit act four scene one tarsus an open place near the seashore enter dionysa and leonine thy oath remember thou hast sworn to do it tis but a blow which never shall be known thou canst not do a thing in the world so soon to yield thee so much profit let not conscience which is but cold inflaming love in thy bosom inflame too nicely nor let pity which even women have cast off melt thee 
but be a soldier to thy purpose. I will do't, but yet she is a godly creature. The fitter then the gods should have her. Here she comes weeping for her only mistress's death. Thou art resolved? I am resolved. Enter Marina with a basket of flowers. No, I will rob Tellus of her weed to strew thy green with flowers. The yellows, blues, the purple violets, and marigolds shall as a carpet hang upon thy grave, while summer days do last. I me, poor maid, born in a tempest when my mother died, this world to me is like a lasting storm worrying me from my friends. How now, Marina? Why do you keep alone? How chance my daughter is not with you? Do not consume your blood with sorrowing. You have a nurse of me. Lord, how your favours changed with this unprofitable woe! Come, give me your flowers ere the sea mar it. Walk with Leonine. The air is quick there, and it pierces and sharpens the stomach. Come, Leonine, take her by the arm, walk with her. No, I pray you, I'll not bereave you of your servant. Come, come. I love the king your father and yourself with more than foreign heart. We every day expect him here. When he shall come and find our paragon to all reports thus blasted, he will repent the breadth of his great voyage, blame both my lord and me that we have taken no care to your best courses. Go, I pray you, walk and be cheerful once again. Reserve that excellent complexion, which did steal the eyes of young and old. Care not for me, I can go home alone. Well, I will go, but yet I have no desire to it. Come, come, I know tis good for you. Walk half an hour, Leonine, at the least. Remember what I have said. I warrant you, madam. I'll leave you, my sweet lady, for a while. Pray, walk softly, do not heat your blood. What, I must have a care of you. My thanks, sweet madam. Exit Dionysa. Is this wind westerly that blows? Southwest. When I was born the wind was north. Wast so? My father, as nurse said, did never fear, but cried good seamen to the sailors, galling his kingly hands hailing ropes, and, clasping to the mast, endured a sea that almost burst the deck. When was this? When I was born. Never was waves nor wind more violent, and from the ladder tackle washes off a canvas climber. Ha! says one, wilt out? and with a dropping industry they skip from stem to stern. The boatswain whistles and the master calls and trebles their confusion. Come, say your prayers. What mean you? If you require a little space for prayer, I grant it. Pray, but be not tedious, for the gods are quick of air, and I am sworn to do my work with haste. Why will you kill me? To satisfy my lady. Why would she have me killed? Now, as I can remember, by my troth, I never did her hurt in all my life. I never spake bad word, nor did ill turn to any living creature. Believe me, la, I never killed a mouse, nor hurt a fly. I trod upon a worm against my will, but I wept for it. How have I offended, wherein my death might yield her any profit, or my life imply her any danger? My commission is not to reason of the deed, but do it. 
You will not do it for all the world, I hope. You are well favoured, and your looks foreshow you have a gentle heart. I saw you lately, when you caught hurt in parting two that fought. Good sooth it showed well in you. Do so now. Your lady seeks my life. Come you between, and save poor me the weaker. I am sworn, and will dispatch. He seizes her. Enter pirates. Hold, villain! Leonine runs away. <laughs> a prize, a prize! Half part, mates, half part. Come, let's have her aboard suddenly. Exeunt pirates with Marina. Re-enter Leonine. His roguing thieves serve the great pirate Valdes. They have seized Marina. Let her go. There's no hope she will return. I'll swear she's dead and thrown into the sea. But I'll see further. Perhaps they will but please themselves upon her, not carry her aboard. If she remain, whom they have ravished, must by me be slain. Exit. Act Four, Scene Two. Mytilene, a room in a brothel. Enter Pandar, Bod, and Bolt. Bolt? Sir? Search the market narrowly. Mytilene is full of gallants. We lost too much money this mart by being too wenchless. Oh, we were never so much out of creatures. We have but poor three, and they can do no more than they can do. And they, with continual action, are even as good as rotten. Therefore, let's have fresh ones, whate'er we pay for them. If there be not a conscience to be used in every trade, we shall never prosper. Thou sayest true, tis not our bringing up of poor bastards, as I think I have brought up some eleven. Ay, to eleven, and brought them down again. But shall I search the market? What else, man? The stuff we have, a strong wind will blow it to pieces. They are so pitifully sodden. Thou sayest true, they're too unwholesome a conscience. The poor Transylvanian is dead that lay with the little baggage. Ay, she quickly pooped him. She made him roast meat for worms. But I'll go search the market. Exit. Three or four thousand sequins were as pretty a proportion to live quietly, and so give over. Why to give over, I pray you? Is it a shame to get when we are old? Oh, our credit comes not in like the commodity, nor the commodity wages not with the danger. Therefore, if in our youth we could pick up some pretty estate, twere not amiss to keep our door hatched. Besides, the thought turns we stand upon with the gods will be strong with us for giving over. Come, other sorts offend as well as we. As well as we. Ay, and better too. We offend worse. Neither is our profession any trade. It's no calling. But here comes Bolt. Re-enter Bolt with the pirates and Marina. To Marina. Come your ways. My masters, you say, she's a virgin? Oh, sir, we doubted not. Master, I have gone through for this piece, you see. If you like her, so. If not, I have lost my earnest. Bold, has she any qualities? She has a good face, speaks well, and has excellent good clothes. 
there is no further necessity of qualities can make her be refused what's her price bolt i cannot be baited one doit of a thousand pieces well follow me my masters you shall have your money presently wife take her in instruct her what she has to do that she may not be raw in her entertainment exeunt pandar and pirates bolt take you the marks of her the colour of her hair complexion height age with warrant of her virginity and cry he that'll give most shall have her first such a maiden ed were no cheap thing if men were as they have been get this done as i command you performance shall follow exit alack that leonine was so slack so slow he should have struck not spoke or that these pirates not enough barbarous had not o'erboard thrown me for to seek my mother why lament you pretty one that i am pretty come the gods have done their part in you i accuse them not you are light into my hands where you are like to live the more my fault to scape his hands where i was like to die ay and you shall live in pleasure no yes indeed shall you entice gentlemen of all fashions you shall fare well you shall have the difference of all complexions what do you stop your ears are you a woman what would you have me be an i be not a woman an honest woman or not a woman marry whip thee gosling i think i shall have something to do with you come you're a young foolish sapling and must be bowed as i would have you the gods defend me if it please the gods to defend you by men then men must comfort you men must feed you men must stir you up bolts returned re-enter bolt now sir hast thou cried her through the market i have cried her almost to the number of her hairs i have drawn her picture with my voice and i prithee tell me how dost thou find the inclination of the people especially of the younger sort faith they listen to me as they would have hearkened to their father's testament there was a spaniard's mouth so watered that he went to bed to her very description we shall have him here to-morrow with his best ruff on to-night to-night but mistress do you know the french knight that cowers i the hams who monsieur Verolles? ay he he offered to cut a caper at the proclamation but he made a groan at it and swore he would see her to-morrow well well as for him he brought his disease hither ere he does but repair it i know he will come in our shadow to scatter his crowns in the sun well if we had of every nation a traveller we should lodge them with this sign to marina pray you come hither a while you have fortunes coming upon you mark me you must seem to do that fearfully which you commit willingly despise profit where you have most gain to weep that you live as you do makes pity in your lovers 
Seldom but that pity begets you a good opinion, and that opinion a mere profit. I understand you not. Oh, take her home, mistress, take her home. These blushes of hers must be quenched with some present practice. Thou sayest true, if faith they must. For your bride goes to that with shame, which is her way to go with warrant. Faith, some do, and some do not. But, mistress, if I have bargained for the joint, Thou mayest cut a morsel off the spit. I may so. Who should deny it? Come, young one, I like the manner of your garments well. Ay, by my faith, they shall not be changed yet. Bolt, spend thou that i' the town. Report what a sojourner we have. You'll lose nothing by custom. When nature flamed this piece, she meant thee a good turn. Therefore say what a paragon she is, and thou hast the harvest out of thine own report. I warrant you, mistress, thunder shall not so awake the beds of eels, as my giving out her beauty stir up the lewdly inclined. I'll bring home some to-night. Come your ways. Follow me. If fires be hot, knives sharp, or waters deep, Untied I still my virgin knot will keep. Diana, aid my purpose. What have we to do with Diana? Pray you, will you go with us? Exeunt. Act Four, Scene Three. Tarsus, a room in Cleon's house. Enter Cleon and Dionysa. Why, are you foolish? Can it be undone? O oh, Dionysa, such a piece of slaughter the sun and moon ne'er looked upon. I think you'll turn a child again. Were I chief lord of all this spacious world, I'll give it to undo the deed. A lady much less in blood than virtue, yet a princess to equal any single crown o'er the earth, and the justice of compare. O oh, villain Leonine, whom thou hast poisoned too, if thou hadst drunk to him, had been a kindness becoming well thy fact what canst thou say when noble pericles shall demand his child that she is dead nurses are not the fates to foster it nor ever to preserve she died at night i'll say so who can cross it unless you play the pious innocent and for an honest attribute cry out she died by foul play oh go to well well, of all the faults beneath the heavens, the gods do like this worst. Be one of those that think the petty wrens of Tarsus will fly hence and open this to Pericles. I do shame to think of what a noble strain you are, and of how coward a spirit. To such proceeding, whoever but his approbation added, though not his prime consent, he did not flow from honourable sources. Be it so, then. Yet none does know but you how she came dead, nor none can know, Leonine being gone. She did disdain my child, and stood between her and her fortunes. None would look on her but cast their gazes on Marina's face, whilst ours was blurted at and held a malkin not worth the time of day. It pierced me through. And though you call my course unnatural, you not your child well-loving, Yet I find it greets me as an enterprise of kindness performed to your sole daughter. 
Heavens forgive it. And as for Pericles, what should he say? We wept after her hearse, and yet we mourn. Her monument is almost finished, and her epitaphs in glittering golden characters express a general praise to her, and care in us at whose expense tis done. Thou art like the harpy, which to betray dost with thine angel's face, seize with thine eagle's talons. You are like one that superstitiously doth swear to the gods that winter kills the flies. But yet I know you'll do as I advise. Exeunt. Act four, scene four. Chorus. Enter Gower before the monument of Marina at Tarsus. Thus time we waste, and longest leagues make short. Sail seas in cockles, have an wish but fort making to take your imagination from born to born region to region by you being pardoned we commit no crime to use one language in each several clime where our scenes seem to live i do beseech you to learn of me who stand in the gaps to teach you the stages of our story pericles is now again swart in the wayward seas attended on by many a lord and knight to see his daughter all his life's delight old Escanes, whom helicanus late advanced in time to great and high estate is left to govern bear you it in mind old helicanus goes along behind well sailing ships and bounteous winds have brought this king to tarsus think his pilot thought so with his steerage shall your thoughts grow on to fetch his daughter home who first is gone like motes and shadows see them move awhile your ears unto your eyes i'll reconcile Dumb show. Enter Pericles at one door with all his train. Cleon and Dionysa at another. Cleon shows Pericles the tomb, whereat Pericles makes lamentation, puts on sackcloth, and in a mighty passion departs. Then exeunt Cleon and Dionysa. See how belief may suffer by foul show this borrowed passion stands for true old woe and pericles in sorrow all devoured with sighs shot through and biggest tears or showered leaves tarsus and again embarks he swears never to wash his face nor cut his hairs he puts on sackcloth and to see he bears a tempest which his mortal vessel tears and yet he rides it out now please you wit the epitaph is for marina writ by wicked dionysa reads the inscription on marina's monument mm. ah, the fairest sweets and best lies here who withered in her spring of year she was of tyrus the king's daughter on whom foul death hath made his slaughter marina was she called and at her birth 
thetis being proud swallowed some part of the earth therefore the earth fearing to be o'erflowed hath thetis birth-child on the heavens bestowed wherefore she does and swears she'll never stint make raging battery upon shores of flint <laughs> no visor does become black villainy so well as soft and tender flattery let pericles believe his daughter's dead and bear his courses to be ordered by lady fortune while our scene must play his daughter's woe and heavy well-a-day in her unholy service patience then and think you now are all in mighty lane exit act four scene five mytilene a street before the brothel enter from the brothel two gentlemen did you ever hear the like no nor never shall do in such a place as this she being once gone but to have divinity preach there did you ever dream of such a thing no no come i am for no more browdy houses shalls go hear the vestals sing i'll do anything now that is virtuous but i am out of the road of rutting for ever exeunt act four scene six the same a room in the brothel enter pandar bod and bolt well i had rather than twice the worst of her she had near come here ah fie fie upon her she's able to freeze the god priapus and undo a whole generation we must either get her ravished or be rid of her when she should do for clients her fitment and do me the kindness of our profession she has me her quirks her reasons her master reasons her prayers her knees that she would make a puritan of the devil if he should cheapen a kiss of her faith i must ravish her or she'll disfurnish us of all our cavaliers and make our swearers priests now the pox upon her green sickness for me faith there's no way to be rid on it but by the way to the pox here comes the lord lysimachus disguised we should have both lord and loun if the peevish baggage would but give way to customers enter lysimachus how now how a dozen of virginities now the gods to bless your honour i am glad to see your honour in good health you may so tis the better for you that your resorters stand upon sound legs how now wholesome iniquity have you that a man may deal withal and defy the surgeon we have one here sir if she would but there never came her like in mitilene if she do the deed of darkness thou wouldst say your honour knows what tis to say well enough well call forth call forth for flesh and blood sir white and red you shall see a rose and she were a rose indeed if she had but what prithee oh sir i can be modest that dignifies the renown of a board no less than it gives a good report to a number to be chased exit bolt here comes that which grows to the stalk 
Never plucked yet, I can assure you. Re-enter Bolt with Marina. Is she not a fair creature? Faith, she would serve after a long voyage at sea. Well, there's for you. Leave us. I beseech, Your Honour, give me leave. A word, and I'll have done presently. I beseech you, do. To Marina. First, I would have you note, this is an honourable man. I desire to find him so that I may worthily note him. Next, he's the governor of this country, and a man whom I am bound to. If he govern the country, you are bound to him indeed. But how honourable he is in that I know not. Pray you, without any more virginal fencing, will you use him kindly? He will line your apron with gold. What he will do graciously I will thankfully receive. How you done? My lord, she's not paste yet. You must take some pains to work her to your manage. Come, we will leave his honour and her together. Go thy ways. Exeunt Bod, Pandar, and Bolt. Now, pretty one, how long have you been at this trade? What trade, sir? Why, I cannot name it, but I shall offend. I cannot be offended with my trade. Please you to name it. How long have you been of this profession? Ere since I can remember. Did you go to it so young? Were you a gamester at five or at seven? Earlier too, sir, if now I be one. Why, the house you dwell in proclaims you to be a creature of sale. Do you know this house to be a place of such resort and will come into it? I hear say you are of honourable parts and are the governor of this place. Why, hath your principal made known unto you who I am? Who is my principal? Why, your herb-woman, she that sets seeds and roots of shame and iniquity. Oh, you have heard something of my power, and so stand aloof for more serious wooing. But I protest to thee, pretty one, my authority shall not see thee, or else look friendly upon thee. Come, bring me to some private place. Come, come. If you were born to honour, show it now. If put upon you, make the judgment good that thought you worthy of it. How's this? How's this? Some more. Be sage. For me, that am a maid, though most ungentle fortune have placed me in this sty, where, since I came, diseases have been sold dearer than physic. Oh, that the gods would set me free from this unhallowed place, though they did change me to the meanest bird that flies i' the purer air. I did not think thou couldst have spoke so well, ne'er dreamed thou couldst. Had I brought hither a corrupted mind, thy speech had altered it. Hold, here's gold for thee. Persever in that clear way thou goest, and the gods strengthen thee. The good gods preserve you. For me be you thoughten that I came with no ill intent. For to me the very doors and windows savour vilely. Fare thee well, thou art a piece of virtue, and I doubt not but thy training hath been noble. Hold, here's more gold for thee. A curse upon him, die he like a thief that robs thee of thy goodness. If thou dost hear from me, it shall be for thy good. Re-enter Bolt. Aye. 
beseech your honour one piece for me avaunt thou damned doorkeeper your house but for this virgin that doth prop it would sink and overwhelm you away exit how's this we must take another course with you if your peevish chastity which is not worth a breakfast in the cheapest country under the cope shall undo a whole household let me be gelded like a spaniel come your ways whither would you have me i must have your maidenhead taken off or the common hangman shall execute it come your ways we'll have no more gentlemen driven away come your ways i say re-enter bod how now what's the matter worse and worse mistress she has here spoken holy words to the lord lysimachus oh abominable she makes our profession as it were to stink before the face of the gods marry hang her up for ever the nobleman would have dealt with her like a nobleman and she sent him away as cold as a snowball saying his prayers too bolt take her away use her at thy pleasure crack the glass of her virginity and make the rest malleable and if she were a thornier piece of ground than she is she shall be ploughed hark hark you gods she conjures away with her would she had never come within my doors marry ang you she's born to undo us all will you not go the way of womankind marry come up my dish of chastity with rosemary and bays exit come mistress come your ways with me whither wilt thou have me to take from you the jewel you hold so dear prithee tell me one thing first come now your one thing what canst thou wish thine enemy to be why i could wish him to be my master or rather my mistress neither of these are so bad as thou art since they do better thee in their command thou holdst a place for which the painedest fiend of hell would not in reputation change thou art the damned doorkeeper to every coistrel that comes inquiring for his tib to the choleric fisting of every rogue thy ear is liable thy food is such as hath been belched on by infected lungs what would you have me do go to the wars would you where a man may serve seven years for the loss of a leg and have not money enough in the end to buy him a wooden one do anything but this thou doest empty old receptacles or common shores of filth serve by indenture to the common hangman any of these ways are yet better than this for what thou professest a baboon could he speak would own a name too dear oh that the gods would safely deliver me from this place here here's gold for thee if that thy master would gain by thee proclaim that i can sing weave sew and dance with other virtues which i'll keep from boast and i will undertake all these to teach i doubt not but this populous city will yield many scholars but can you teach all this you speak of prove that i cannot take me home again and prostitute me to the basest groom that doth frequent your house 
well i will see what i can do for thee if i can place thee i will but amongst honest women faith my acquaintance lies little amongst them but since my master and mistress have bought you there's no going but by their consent therefore i will make them acquainted with your purpose and i doubt not but i shall find them tractable enough come i'll do for thee what i can come your ways exeunt end of act four